0: To the hotline now and talk to David Moulton, Southwest Florida, the Miller and Moulton show uh, on Fox Sports. He's a columnist for the Fort Myers-News Press. Of course, he does the CBS gig every year on weekends, uh, working with Gary Danielson and others uh, on the program. He joins us once again, one of our favorite guests, David Moulton. Hello, David. Buddy, how are you? I'm very good, sir. and don't have the, the flu. Hopefully you don't or nobody down there does. That's always a good yep. thing at this point in time. Um, yep. I thought about today's show, and I thought this is a good day for someone who I consider to be intelligent in terms of a guest, someone who has something to say about most things, and I'm sure we'll give thought to these questions because they're not your typical knee-jerk subjects, okay? Uh, and uh, you, by that, I mean... You set, you're setting me up I am. You know that. I am setting you oh. up. Of course I am. Okay. Um, uh, it's almost like Carnac. Yeah, you are going all seeing I'll just nope. give you the answers and you give me the questions uh, No, I, I read the story today about something kind of bothered me. I thought who cares about this but me probably nobody And, and the story has to do with Bob Costas okay. um, And who I happen to have a lot of respect for and by the way You people who are writing me text messages and stuff about politics and who we voted for who cares? I don't care about a person's political. If they're in the business of trying to tell truth when it comes to sports and do a good job and trying to do homework, and I mean, I don't care what political party they're in. or what they—that's not about this. But Bob Costas, I consider one of the best ever. And he's intelligent. He takes the high road most of the time. He has—I don't agree with him a lot of the times, but he's a guy who's begun been above reproach in many ways. I mean, he's not my all-time favorite broadcaster. He's kind of half analyst. Uh, you know, he's sort of half uh, commentator, half announcer, et cetera. But when the lineup came out for the Super Bowl and the NBC team, Bob Casas is not going to be on it. And I thought to myself, wait a minute, what's going on here? And then I remembered the controversy. Among the things, his quote that came in November at the University of Maryland when he said, the reality is this game destroys people's brains. Now, I'm not a Phi Beta Kappa, but I can kind of put two and two together and see some link there, and it causes me to say, is there a connection here? So I thought I'd ask one of the smartest guys I have on my program, my guest David Moulton, and say, David, do you see anything here?
1: Um, There probably is a connection, although I thought Costas said something which, you know, and Buddy, you have you know been close to network announcers, and they all have their own turf. And, you know, Bob said when somebody finally reached him that, listen, Dan Patrick and Liam McHugh have been doing the NFL all year, and I haven't. And I understand it's the Super Bowl, but for me to all of a sudden just basically say, well, I'm Bob Costas, I'm going to parachute in and, you know, be the host of the Super Bowl because I can, that's really not a cool thing to do. And he goes, you know, I've done five or six of them. And, you know, I've had my time, basically, is what Bob said. I think Bob's in his mid-60s, even though he doesn't look it. And so, you know, Tarico now is the prime-time host for the Olympics. Bob's pretty much walked away from football and gone to baseball full-time. That's pretty much where he's going to end his broadcasting career, for the most part, doing baseball along with some Triple Crown. And so, you know... do I think the NFL didn't want him on the broadcast? Yes, but I also think that Bob kind of pulled himself away from the NFL this year, anyway.
0: Well, the quote you have is exactly right. Is he said? Uh, uh, he said Dan and Liam have done this, uh, done the job hosting NBC's NFL coverage all season. It wouldn't be right for me to parachute in, and know the Super Bowl. He's not parachuting in. He may be coming in the side door. I just think of a guy who has covered six Super Bowls starting in 1986, been one of the premier broadcasters. He's not out. He isn't ready to go out to pasture yet. Maybe not to be the lead dog. I'd want him somewhere in the lineup of my Super Bowl somewhere. That's just me. And by the way, I love Dan Patrick. He's no spring chicken either,
1: by the way. No, he's not. No, he's not. But I don't know if he's ever been the main host of a Super Bowl. So for Dan, this is a big deal. In fact, Dan had his choice. Of Super Bowl or Olympics, and he chose Super Bowl. Okay. So I think NBC kind of dealt with this a few weeks ago. It's just coming out now. So
0: you're not you're not buying my conspiracy theory here, okay? Well, but but also, no, I get that's all right.
1: Well, but the other no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. I think the NFL picked up the phone and and you know brought it up, and I think NBC said, "Don't worry about it. I think we got it handled."
0: Yeah. Okay. The John Calipari story, right? The story being that some of the fans now are getting anxious, of course, because Kentucky's not in the top 25. They lost the Gators in a huge victory for Mike White's team. Big Dave, big night for Chris Joza as we all know. Um, and uh, all of a sudden, they're not in the top 25, and now uh, the, the complainers are starting to come out. They're claiming they've been <laughs> against this. They, 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 where we heard this, this before, you know. And I, these are Kentucky hysterical. fans who said, "Well, I never liked this system anyway. The one okay. and done thing doesn't work for me. Uh, right. I, they ought to have some some banners, more banners hanging in the the rafters at RUP, And don't worry about number one recruiting classes. And they're starting to bark. What do you make of that?"
1: Uh, I think he just uh, John Calipari. Is not going anywhere, and if any Kentucky fan complains, they really need to be drug tested and then a a reality check. I mean, yes, there's no doubt. I'm sure you would prefer to go more of the Tom Izzo approach. But the fact of the matter is, you know, Mike Krzyzewski wanted to stay out of the one-and-done game, and he got beat for a few years, couldn't compete, and then Coach K said, well, the heck with it. I'm going all in. So, the, I mean, the bottom line is, is that Coach Cal, for the first time maybe since he's done this one-and-done thing, is now getting beat at it. He's always had the best recruits of the one and dunners. And right now, Coach K is beating Cal at Cal's game. And so, God forbid, this Kentucky team is maybe only, oh, I don't know, a six- through nine-seeded team. It doesn't mean that they couldn't go on a March run. I mean, some prospective people. He's getting, you know, what, one so-so year out of all the years he's given you? Come on. I. The other thing that brought up is a bigger story. You know, Gators this century have only gone into Rupp three previous times and one and all three of those teams went to a Final Four. Mm-hmm. So the omen, if you're a Gators, because I think, Listen, if the Gators hit their threes, they're a Final Four team. And if they don't hit their threes, they can go out in the first week. So, you know, know. I thought that was an amazing win for Florida. To be shorthanded and giving up so much size to Kentucky to go on the road and get that W, I thought was phenomenal.
0: And you have to feel good for Chris Giozzo, who's become one of my favorite Gator basketball players of all time because of his innate ability to find the basketball, to react, almost like a defensive back, to win, hit big shots, make big steals, uh, and be the heart and soul of this team. Looking back now, he's been behind the success of this program the last three or four years, although they struggled, Billy's last year uh, up there. So um, I I love it for Chioza that he won't be graduating without ever winning a game at Rupp. Uh, and that's, that's great for him. Now, the question is we don't know yet how far can they go? You have got South Carolina to deal with, Baylor to deal with, what have you. But it looks like right now, despite the problems that Mike White has had with injuries, like Bruno and losing his big guys, you know, and going through slumps, players being injured, what have you, uh, that Mike White has got them on course for a, a run at the tournament. What is your assessment as we speak right now, today? In late January, about where this team may go.
1: Well, they're definitely a tournament team. I mean, they'd have to fall off facing of the earth to not make the tournament. They've got a lot of quality wins on their schedule. You know, I just said it a moment ago. I mean, buddy, if they hit their threes, they can go to the final four. Yeah. I mean, seriously. I mean, the, the Gators at their best this year. I mean, that game early in the season against Duke that was phenomenal. Should have won, I mean, you know. Uh, yeah, and you know, so you know, but they do have days in which they can't put the ball in the ocean when they're standing at it. Kulichev, so, by the know, way,
0: Kulachev went oh for the world. He couldn't throw yeah. it in
1: the ocean, uh, and, right. and he was horrible. And that's my fear, and that's my fear come the tournament because lately, buddy, in the last fifteen years. Teams that go to yeah. the Final Four and I win it average over 75 points a game. I agree. Or at least 73 a game. And so, you know, a South Carolina run like last year is few and far between. The Gators are going to have to score it to get there, but they've shown they're capable. They just don't do it consistently.
0: Yeah. All right, David Moulton, Miller and Moulton show us uh, Florida. as far to, uh, David, uh uh, this is, again, off topic a little bit, but you had a this past week in, uh, in the Fort Myers News Press, and the local station there, Wink, which used to be in my station when Tom James was the anchor, I uh, used to listen to him on Wink when I lived down in Punta Gorda, uh, has pulled sports from the lineup. No more sports. Uh, on the face of things, who cares? Well, on the other hand, uh, in the media business, this is a trend that other stations are doing. We know why. What do you make of that? Your column spoke for itself. You talked about it. You interviewed the people. Your thoughts were, tell us your views of that move by the local, your local NBC affiliate.
1: Well, I know it won't happen in an area like Gainesville because the Gators are too big that you can't not have local sports. But, you know, ESPN has helped, you know, kill the local sportscaster. And also, you know, you don't have to wait till 11 o'clock to get highlights of things. So you either have to be in a major city or in a major college town. And really, every other area of the country is in danger of having the local television sportscaster go away. And many of you listening may be like, well, so what? Well, you put that on top of newspapers having been cut back tremendously. And what it really impacts is it impacts the local sports scene. You know, and I thought one of the sportscasters that got let go, Joe Gervin, who yeah. actually worked in Gainesville. Yeah, he's in
0: Gainesville, a up time. here for a long time.
1: Yeah. Good yes. man. And yes, he is. And he's very talented. And ironically, last year he was just named the best sportscaster in the state by the Associated Press. And now he's out of work. And Joe said, I feel badly for the next generation of high school athletes, in particular. It's the highlight, in most cases, of their athletic careers. You know, the stuff that they will remember fondly the rest of their lives and all that. And we used to celebrate them and put them on the news. And now, I don't think we'll be doing those stories anymore. There won't be nearly as many Friday night highlights. I mean, research indicating, buddy, all across the country, that when you do those seven, eight minutes of high school football on a Friday night, that more people are annoyed by it than on the news for it and wow. that certainly wasn't the case when you first started when i first started oh. and and so you know the it's just unfortunately the way it is major cities that have three four pro sports teams or a place like gainesville Ocala, where obviously the university of florida rules the day you know they'll always have the local sportscaster but you know a lot of i mean fort myers naples is market 62 and if you include Charlotte County, where you used to live, it's a top fifty market. I mean, it's the size of West Palm Beach, and we do not have a local sportscast on television wow. in this market.
0: Amazing, amazing. Well, things are changing everywhere. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of football to talk about just yet, but we will reflect on the NFC Championship and AFC Championship game for a moment, and maybe look at the way too early Heisman odds. Uh, let's let's uh, let me get your take on uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars which I said earlier, if I'm a Jaguar fan I'm ecstatic. Your team went up to the snake pit of Gillette uh, you played against the greatest quarterback of all time, the greatest coach of all time you had them beat right down to the wire uh, you didn't really give the game away uh, a better team beats you and I, if I'm a Jaguar fan with a young talent I am exa- I'm thrilled about that. How do you feel?
1: Yes but only because you really don't know when you're going to get another shot. Yeah. I mean, you don't. You hope that this is the beginning, kind of like the Seattle run that they just had, where, you know, Russell Wilson and company started it in 2012 and made the playoffs for five, straight years. Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay had a nice eight, nine-year run here before it got derailed. You're hoping with that defense that you've got a three- to five-year run in you, but they can't stop at Blake Portals. I mean, you've got to do better than Blake Bortles at quarterback. They, I don't know. To, he played uh,
0: pretty darn well the last two no, games. I'm okay with him at quarterback. Yeah, I really am.
1: I'm not. You'll never win a Super Bowl with Blake Well, Bortles. I don't
0: know. I've seen the Bucks win well, but the guy wasn't as good as Bortles, so you never Brett, know.
1: That's not true. Brad Johnson was, oh uh, my goodness. Bart, no, uh, he was Johnson's okay. Clearly better than Blake uh, Bortles.
0: Uh, well, we can argue that another time, but in my opinion, Bortles is a better quarterback because as his physical Brad Johnson wasn't a runner. And, and and you can get 75, 80 yards on a good day out of Bortles, and that offense that Hackett's running, I like it a lot. And he didn't run the ball at all in that championship game, which I'm surprised. But that thing is set up for him to carry the ball three or four times a game at least. I think they're going to be fine. That's just my opinion on it. But you have yours, and I have mine. All right. No, no,
1: no. I think I think they'll be fine. But to win a Super Bowl, they need to upgrade a quarterback.
0: They got to get there first.
1: Um, well, but you need and you need one to get over the hump. I mean, oh, you mean like tough. you mean like Nick it's Foles? Tough. Well, no, <laughs> but, I mean you know. But also, they they were fortunate they got to face Case Keenum in the Vikings at home.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, I mean Blake Bortles and the Jags didn't get to face Brian Hoyer in the Patriots. They had to face Brady, and until proven otherwise, you've got to go through Brady or Roethlisberger. Well, I think you have to be equipped at quarterback. Yeah to do it. They got by one of them. Right. Sure it's tough to All get right. by both.
0: Everybody can't beat Tom Brady. Here's some news that's interesting. Just came over uh, Twitter. Jordan Scarlett and three other suspended Gators cleared to return to team activities. That changes a lot of things. Jordan uh, Scarlett, when he's on his game, is a terrific running back. So now we've had a breakthrough in that what they call the Notorious Nine or what they call him. Scarlett, of course, uh, started in 2016. They also got uh, wide receiver Rick Wells and linebackers Ventrell Miller and James Houston enrolled in the school will join Florida's all-season strength and conditioning program. Uh, also, Kevonis Davis is continuing to rehab from a non-football injury sustained in their scooter crash. So there's a couple, there's a couple of good news for Dan. Uh, Dan Muller's getting a couple of breaks
1: here and there. Well, not only that... He- gotten, you know, probably the quarterback going from Ohio State for early signing. Yep. Got an all Miss and an Ohio State transfer. He's hot on the heels of about four other skilled players. I mean, you know, Dan is, you know, and listen, you know he's the guy I wanted. I, for three weeks on your show, I'm like, please yep. hire Dan. You Murray. did. You did. And because Dan knows he's had the coach against Florida. You guys have not had good skill players. Yep. And he's going to dramatically Upgrade the offensive talent right. at Florida, and it's been proven now for a generation. You how many can times find, have we get defensive talent?
0: Right. How many times have we said on this program? How can a team like Florida, in a state with so many skilled players, have problems finding a quarterback and wide receivers? That didn't yep. make any sense at all. That's and right. the other thing is with these additional players is the scholarship number now. You know that that gives you a little bit of that those don't count towards your scholarships naturally. So the total. Counted just so that's a big that's big news and by the way the kid Justin Watkins they signed from Claremont he was a four star receiver I know about him he's from around here he's a major talent and you still got Jacob Copeland out there they may get they have the best group of wide receivers since Billy Gonzalez was here last time they finally got some wide receivers now they also got a quarterback who might go get the ball to it. it's going to be fun fun to watch. David Moulton, as always, entertaining, interesting, provocative, all those things, what makes you money is. I always enjoy talking to you, David. Buddy, be good. Call anytime. All right, pal. Take care. David Moulton.